You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I'm going to be sharing a little bit of a BTS of something that I did recently in my business, and it's on the topic of email marketing. Now, I did a couple of Instagram stories on my Instagram, and I said I was going to do a live stream about it, and well, I decided to do a podcast about it because, well, convenient AF, then it means that not only can I share the podcast on my socials, but I can also drop it in here for you guys as well. Plus, I just really didn't feel like putting makeup on this morning um, to jump on a live. So here we are. So I did some stories on Instagram yesterday saying that I am going rogue on email marketing. Now, I find it really funny. Maybe it's ironic. I'm not sure if ironic is the right word, but it's you know definitely something to note is that of the 70 odd episodes I have on this podcast, I have not done a single episode yet on email marketing. Now, I find this really interesting because I actually teach email marketing inside of my paid communities. Inside all of my paid communities, I teach them how to use email marketing for the exact strategy of what it is that that community is about. So inside the social collective, it's small business email marketing in the course project. It's for email marketing for courses in the social formula, which is my social media managers mentorship program. It's around, you know, email sequences and everything to help them grow their audience and also too with onboarding and offboarding clients. So I like to really tailor my conversations around email marketing to really suit the people that I'm talking to specifically. And I also, as you guys know, I don't like cookie cutter strategy. So when I'm also talking to my clients about email marketing, I like to really help them kind of design or see what's possible in terms of strategies for email that would fit in with their business model, that would fit in with, you know, what's going on in their life and the amount of time they've got to devote to it. Um, Obviously, sharing strategies that work, things that are proven to work, things that I've tried and tested and I've seen other people try and test as well, and also coming up with some things that are really unique. So I find it quite, I don't know, I just, I just found it really interesting that I hadn't done a, a, a podcast on email marketing yet. The other reason I hadn't done a podcast on it is that when I listen to other podcast episodes on email marketing, I just feel like there's a lot of sameness about the message. And there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of the things that people are saying are true and there's strategies in those in that content, I've shared stuff like this on my socials, even though I haven't done a podcast episode about it. And these are strategies that work. You know, lead magnets work to grow your mailing list, 100%. Sending regular emails to your mailing list absolutely work to keep your audience engaged. Sending value to your mailing list and not always leading with sales. Like having nurture sequences 
for your welcome sequence to your mailing list and also having like sequences to upsell products and services from certain opt-ins, they also work as well. List segmentation 100% needs to happen. So this episode isn't about me saying that everything you've heard from everybody else is wrong, that all the other experts, including everything I've taught previously myself is wrong. This is more of an episode and a just a conversation about how I have gone and unpacked how I am using a certain element of my business why some of the things that I've seen, particularly from other coaches, has irked me lately um, and why I didn't just want to keep contributing to the same noise that I see everyone contributing to around this topic. The, I've unpacked a lot of stuff about my own strategies and the reason I've chosen to go a bit rogue and make these changes is because I've actually tried and tested it as well and I know that it's something that is extremely likely to work very well for me. So. Take everything I'm saying about email marketing 100%. Um, and, and you know, it might you might resonate with some of it, you may not, but it's also a bit of a, a bit of a conversation around how you can kind of unpack certain things that you're doing in your business. And that it's a bit of a permission slip to do things differently to what most, you know, and I say here with you know, finger hand quotes, experts tell you the way that you have to do stuff. Um and I think it's it's just a really cool conversation. You can really apply it to anything, I think, in your business. But for me particularly, it was email marketing. So a little bit of background in terms of this. I haven't been talking a lot about email marketing lately. I also haven't even been emailing my list a lot lately or even putting a lot of effort into building building my list of late. I think the biggest contributor to my email list would be my Facebook group because people can opt in when they join my group. And that's kind of been drip feeding my list. And I'm quite fortunate, I feel, well, not fortunate. I've worked bloody hard to grow such an engaged group and a group that people want to be a part of. But, um, you know, I've kind of got that feeder every single week, adding people into my list and, you know, people that go over to my website and head to my free stuff page and download things. So I've, you know, been able to keep growing it organically, even though I haven't done a huge focus on list building for a little while. Um, and I, have, I haven't been emailing my list a lot lately either. And the reason for that is that I was feeling myself really overwhelmed with the stuff I was seeing from other people, marketers, coaches, particularly the two groups I would say are constantly in my email list, uh, sorry, in my email inbox. And I just see a lot of, I would say sometimes bordering on spam, let's be honest, um, with people emailing their list, which sometimes feels like, you know, every single day. And like, I don't think we need to sugarcoat anything in business anymore, right? Like people are emailing their lists. They And I see a lot of people say that they're emailing them value, but really to me, it just feels like a sales pitch wrapped up in perceived value because I'm not really seeing anything in these emails that I'm getting constantly inside my email box that's earth shattering to me. There's nothing new. I've seen it from every, pretty much every other person who emails me in the same industry. Um, you know, it could be a, another coach. It could be someone who specializes in, I don't know, 
<laughs> let's pick one, let's say, you know, another social media person or someone who specializes in creating courses or something like that. And I just feel it's just a sea of sameness to me at the moment. There are definitely some people who I receive their emails and I read every single one because I genuinely enjoy their content. So, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, things like repurposing social media content into an email isn't a good thing to do. I actually recommend that a lot of my clients do that. And this is where I'm saying a lot of the strategies that I still teach as foundational strategies, lead magnets, content repurposing, regular, regularly emailing your list, all these foundational strategies, they do work. But in 2021, it's not 2018 anymore. People know that you're really just trying to sell them something. So your content better be pretty bloody good for them to A, open your email, B, read the damn email, and then C, click on your CTA or your PS at the end, which let's be honest, a PS is a sales pitch. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you're actually emailing your list value, you're emailing them things that they want to read, that they're opening them and you're investing time in it. I think absolutely you should be selling something. You should be pointing people in your list back to buying something from you. I believe that I'm 110% down with the, you know, absolutely down with that. Like we all need to be making money and email is proven to be an extremely profitable way to leverage, um, to leverage conversion from your audience. So I'm not saying not to do those things. I've just noticed that it seems to be a sea of sameness. And to me, it's just a bit like, ugh, here we go again. Another email today from the same person talking about something I've already heard them talk about before. How many times can you polish the same turd? Um, so I haven't been emailing my list because I didn't want to contribute to the same noise. I didn't want to get muffled by all the noise. I didn't want to get lost in the sea of sameness. I didn't want to get lost in all that noise. I wanted to stand out as doing something differently. The other thing is, is I'm able to get to this point because I've done the foundational stuff. So I've got lead magnets. I've got freebies that get people into my list. I've got ways that people are getting in there each and every week without me having to even do anything. I've done my list segmentation. I, you know, up until I've been feeling this way, do email my list quite regularly. I have repurposed content that's really, really good. I've tried and tested various different things. And I've gotten to the point that I'm ready to make some big changes to how I do it because I've noticed the way that I'm consuming email has changed. I've noticed the way that the stuff that I love to consume has changed. And I've noticed the way that it's very similar for a lot of other people. So to give you a little bit of context and a bit of background, you know, we saw 2020 was a massive game changer of a year. Things just totally changed and leveled up for so many people. The other thing that happened in 2020 was that everyone got online. And with everyone getting online came a shitload more online noise for the everyday person. Now, I am not just a marketer. I'm not just a business coach. I'm not just a social media expert. I'm not just any of those things. I'm also a wife, a mother. I have friends. I would like to have some sort of semblance of a life. And all the digital noise that just kind of blew up in our faces in 2020 meant that there was more people online. We were seeing more stuff. And we were consequently seeing a lot of the same strategies traipsed out across the internet, 
an email over and over and over and over again. And it just became a little bit bland for me. Um, And it also became really, really noisy. So when I've been talking and the stuff that I'm sharing right now, this is stuff I've spoken to a lot of other people about. So I know it's just not me noticing this. So here's some of the trends I've noticed. People are opting in for freebies less than they used to. So, you know, if you've got a freebie now to get into your mailing list, it had better be bloody good. Like the, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be relevant. It's got to be useful and it's got to be bloody good. It's got to sound interesting. It's got to absolutely 110% give value, but, you know, doing like a cheat sheet or, you know, just like a one pager anymore is probably not going to cut it. Like you need to get, yeah, definitely checklists and cheat sheets and PDFs, they 100% work, but they've got to be really good value and they've got to have a really good message and positioning behind it and be super niche for people to want to opt in. So what I'm finding is, yes, people are opting in less, but I'm also finding the unsubscribe rates are lower because people are opting into my freebies but they're unsubscribing at a lower rate because they actually want to be there. They know that they're going to get sent emails from me. They're opting in. They know the deal with the deal and they're kind of happy to be there. So I'm seeing that has been a huge shift. The other thing I've noticed as well is a massive uptake, and this has kind of come off the bat of the the big um, trend of tiny offers and smaller digital products, is that some people are actually looking for and more willing to opt into a lower cost paid product than into like a freebie because they actually want to get more bang for their buck. They want to get more value for money. And for the cost of, you know, $10, $20, $30, even $50, to them and to a lot of people and myself included, it's like, yeah, well, why would I get the freebie when I could pay $30 to get like all this extra stuff, right? So I'm finding people are being a lot more pragmatic, a lot more choosy, um, and definitely not opting into just anything and everything anymore. Like that less is more mentality, particularly with digital noise, is huge. And people are kind of choosing to to opt for that kind of lower paid digital product, lower paid offer, um, rather than a freebie because they know they're going to get more value out of it. So that's definitely a couple of changes I've noticed in terms of opt-ins. The other thing I've noticed with, um, and this is like a digital thing, people, they're not, because our inboxes are so full, like let's be honest, I have to like delete so many off mine all the time and unsubscribe all the time now, um, is that people don't actually have their email notifications on. Like we're so sick of digital noise. We've turned off all our notifications. Most people I speak to only check their email once a day, if that. Um, And when they do, if they're a business person, they're in there doing business. They're not wanting to, you know, dick around. I'm reading emails from people that I enjoy receiving emails from. And here's the thing. I actually do read some, a lot of people's, all their emails because I genuinely like their content. And the people that I love to follow and that I love to engage with, if they email me with a promo or a special offer, I'm always opening it and going, oh, is this something that I might want to buy? And I do genuinely buy off people's emails, the people that I love to follow and the people that I love to engage with. So it 100% works and people do buy off this stuff. But the thing is, 
most people have got their notifications off. So if you're emailing people thinking they're getting a ding on their watch or their phone, they're probably not anymore. So when they go to open their email inbox and there's like 50 unread emails and 49 of them are EDMs from people, you had better bet your bottom dollar that they are only going to be opening the one or two of those 49 to 100 unread emails and EDMs from 1 million people that they're only going to be opening the ones that are really interesting or that have proven themselves to be a value giver, not wrap up their value in a sales pitch. So this leads me to, um, I guess, the next part of what I wanted to share mostly is how I've kind of totally redone my own email marketing strategy. So that's kind of like a whole shitload of background on um, you know, the fact that I do support still 100% support the foundational strategies of email marketing. And I do teach them in all of my paid communities for those small business owners out there, the social collective, my membership is the place where you will learn all that stuff. I've got plug and play email templates, lessons, masterclasses, you know, you name it, I've got it in there to help you with all that foundational stuff. So 100% stand by that. It's also come off the back of the fact that I've felt really icky about some of the things that I've seen and just it doesn't resonate with me anymore. And trends that I've seen myself and from other people I've spoken to and just things that have happened over the last, you know, kind of 12 months since particularly COVID. So the lowdown on what I've decided to do is this. So what I'm going to go through with you now in the next few minutes is kind of like, what is my strategy? And I'm going to be really transparent because when you do things differently, I think it's cool to be transparent and kind of share with people why you're being transparent. And then I've got like two basic actions that I've taken from this. And I'm going to keep dropping content, stories, emails um, to my list and also and maybe another podcast just to kind of check in, you know, in a couple of months time and share how this is actually done anything if it's done anything for me here's the thing I've put together a really cool strategy is it going to work I'm pretty like 95% sure it will but I don't know until I do it right so (laughs) I still need to analyze it and come back and unpack it at some point in time so the strategy and what I've decided to do is this my core offer is my membership um It is absolutely my core offer. The core thing that I provide is group coaching programs. So my three, I've got three core programs. All of them come with an online community and they all have regular coaching with me. But my core offer is my membership, the social collectors. So that's my business, small business membership. I've got my community of course creators and I've got my community of social media managers. Um, but the social collective is where I spend like the bulk of my time. It's where I do trainings each and every week. It is just like, to me, it's the coolest place on the internet. I'm not only super proud of everything that I've put in there in terms of like my complete framework for selling on social media and being a success on social media. I'm now at the point where I'm able to get more guest speakers in. I'm able to expand on more conversations like mindset and money mindset and you know we're doing workshops in there on how to create your own podcast like it's just becoming it was originally a social media membership it's now like a full digital business membership and 
it's just even going to be even bigger than that. Like it's just my favorite place to hang out. Plus the people in there are just super, super cool people. Like like attracts like. I feel like I've just attracted the most awesome, awesome community of human beings. And also too, it's convenient AF for me to manage and run that community because I want to be super present for my children and managing group coaching communities allows me to have the freedom in my life that is really important to me right now rather than being fully booked in a one-to-one basis. So my core strategy is to drive more um, awareness, more engagement, more interest, and ultimately more members into that membership. The other part of the strategy is reducing email fatigue. I don't want to be a contributor to noise. I want to be a contributor to value which in turn increases leads and clients for me because I don't want my value to be wrapped up. Sorry, I don't want my sales pitches to be wrapped up in implied value. I want it to be transparent. I want people to go, okay, cool. She's sharing a way that I can work with her. Really happy to hear about that because I might want to work with her at some point. But I'm also super like grateful that you've also given me all this extra value. So I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to actually go, well, I'm going to sell to you in each email, not in an icky way and like a, hey, if you want to take this further, this is this is the way that you could work with me here. Or I cover this off in one of my digital products, or I've got a new program coming out or something like that. I want it to be like a the most logical next thing that people could do. I don't want it to feel like they have to read this crappy, wishy-washy email just so that I can get to my sales pitch. I want to, um, I don't even like the word sales pitch, but you guys know what I mean. I want them to open this email and be fully engaged in it and absolutely love the value so much that the next thing that they would naturally want to do is to join a paid community or to buy a digital product or to work with me in some way. I want it to just be a natural evolution, but also not an expectation. I never want anyone in my audience or anywhere to feel that there's an expectation that they have to work with me because I'm not for everyone and I'm totally okay with that. So my main strategy is to drive more members, more interest brand awareness for the membership and also reduce email fatigue. Here's the thing though. I obviously offer more than my membership. So my reasoning behind really trying to like knuckle down and focus on one message is really about having message clarity. Now, if people read my emails or my content or anything like that, and I'm really, you know, obviously my membership too is where all the value is, like all of my best stuff's in there. So it just makes total sense for me to really be driving this. If people are unsure if it's for them, they're just going to send me a DM or an email. I actually welcome that and I'm really transparent about it. So if they're not sure if it's for them, they're going to contact me. And then I'm going to say, oh, well, you know what? Maybe you're not ready for this investment straight up. Start here. I've got some video learning self-paced program that might be better for you. Or I might be like, yep, okay. I think maybe some mentoring would be really cool for you. Jump into the membership. Let's get you on some mentoring because I only do mentoring. Um, Mostly with my paid clients, I do open up a few spaces outside of that each month, but most of them go to my paid clients because they're already lining up for it each month anyway. So that's kind of like my reasoning behind like doubling down on a really clear message. The other 
kind of thing is I have tried and tested different things, as I have said. Now, I'm going to explain more about this as I talk to you about the two things that I've decided to do, because a lot of these have come from trying and testing different things that have worked over the time. So number one, so this is the first, so so from all of that, all of that kind of strategy and everything, these are the two things that I'm doing. First one, I deleted all my email sequences. (laughs) So every email sequence, nurture sequence from any freebie, digital product, anything, all got deleted and everything only gets delivered now with one email. Now in that email is a CTA that is relevant to the thing that they have purchased or opted into. But everything only comes in with one delivery email. Now, the reason for that is that people could go and sign up to three or four freebies. Now, if they sign up to three or four freebies and then they're getting three or four like email sequences, ugh, I'm just taking up way too much real estate in their inbox and I'm just going to become a pest and I do not want to be a pest to my audience. So the other thing is, is they're going to hear from me regularly. So if they only get one email that delivers their freaking awesome freebie with no pressure that they're going to get a 25 email sequence from me because they know they're just going to hear from me next week anyway, I'm fine with that. Like I'm totally fine. If I was only going to email my list once a month, maybe I would have considered keeping them there, but I'm actually going to email once a week. So definitely the, all the freebies are there. There is definitely a delivery email. There is still a CTA, but there's just going to be no sequence behind it. The second thing that I am doing is that I'm now using my mailing list as kind of like a little mini membership. So I'm going to be emailing my list once a week with a jam-packed email full of value. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be taking something out of my paid community. So inside of my paid communities, like I said, obviously the membership, the social collectives where I spend most of my time, we do masterclasses, riffs on stuff, lessons every week, extra things that get created for them. Plus I do monthly coaching in the other ones. So I'm going to pull something out of one of those communities from something that I've done that week and I'm going to pop it into that email. Now, this could be some cropped up audio, a video snippet or something like that from a live or a workshop. Probably maybe like, I don't know, say if it was going to be an audio or a video, probably like 10 minutes max, like five would probably be optimal, but five to 10 um, we all know how I like to talk, but it's basically going to be one key takeaway. So like if I'm doing a live stream in my, in the social collective as a lesson for the week, there's going to be, it's, it's like a mapped out lesson. There's an introduction, there's a background, there's, you know, kind of a few main points and then a wrap up sort of thing in terms of whatever the strategy is that we're talking about. I'm going to pull out one main takeaway and share that in the free space with my list. Now, I may also, if it was, say, I don't know, like a post or a tool or something else that's been put in there, I might share that in text form. If I've created like another digital asset in terms of a template, I might even share that, right? It's really going to depend on what's going on each week and I can't guarantee exactly what it's going to be, but all I know is it's going to be freaking epic. The other thing I'm going to share is some kind of wins from the group so that people can kind of see exactly what's going on, like what people are achieving. Um, we have a little message thread in there each week that's called um, share a win and people share some really cool wins that have been going on in their business. The thing I like about doing both of these things is that 
It's social proof that's way more powerful than the things that I see currently on social media and the things that I have been doing up until now as well myself. So, you know, if I'm to do a post about the social collective, I'm going to be like just kind of sharing how I think it's really cool and I think you guys should join. But this is actually a way to kind of go, well, I don't need to tell you how awesome it is. Here's an example of what's in there. See for yourself, like see for yourself how valuable this is and hear it from the members themselves as well. The other thing I've been doing like is I do share testimonial posts. I can find them to be a bit naff, right? Because when you ask for a testimonial, then people obviously, you know, they love to share and it gets really like rose-colored glasses and that's awesome. And I know people share testimonials from the heart and everything, but, you know, sharing the wins that people have had in there in any of those communities, I feel that's just like really powerful social proof. The other sorts of things I'll put in there is links to any new or relevant podcast episodes. Um, I'm also going to put in there, you know, any any new offers, like when I get my new shop up and running or any new like pop-up programs or anything like that. Obviously, that's going to get shared in there as well. Um, And, you know, if anything is time sensitive or time bound or, um, you know, is a limited offer, then people in there are going to get the first opportunity to join. Now, let's talk about the reason. So that's what I'm doing. Let's talk about the reason why I'm doing that. Now, first of all, let me just say, I actually have tried and tested this. So over the last kind of six months, um, since I've been feeling a bit bajiggity around email marketing, I have been trying and testing this already. So I've been sending various different emails to different segments of my list, my whole list, where I've pulled out bits of what's in the membership or any of my communities And I've put it in there. So paid content, smaller chunks of paid content, putting that in there. And those emails are the ones that by far had the most engagement. They had the most open rates, the highest open rates, the highest amount of clicks onto the free content as well. And then the highest amount of clicks over to the landing page to view and potentially join whichever program it was that I was, you know, kind of promoting, I guess, in that that email as opposed to like a generic recycled social media post, generic kind of EDM, you know, with like a little PS or join here or whatever, or a limited time only kind of promo email. Um, I found that not only did that contribute to brand awareness, engagement, leads, and actual new members into my communities, it just felt good. Like it felt really good to me to be leading with, so much value rather than like just a wishy-washy message kind of trying to disguise a CTA. So the other thing is, is that the people, I actually know people who are kind of doing this sort of thing already anyway. And they're the people I love receiving their emails from the most already on the internet as well. And I know that they have also amazing open rates, heaps of engagement, and just this like full cult following. My favorite would probably be Nat from Collab and Social. Her EDMs to her mailing list are freaking awesome. She doesn't even have a freebie. She just has a join my mailing list on her website. So like I absolutely adore the way that she does it. And I certainly haven't modeled this off how she does it because I'm doing it my own way. But I guess it's kind of like that less is more mentality, right? Less less emails, more value, but higher engagement, you know, more open rates, more click-throughs, more conversations. Ultimately, the more of that, 
the more clients you're going to end up with in your business, right? The other thing is, is it's really just a simple and convenient AF strategy for me. I'm already pulling out audio and snippets and stuff of content from what I do in my paid communities and pushing that out into social media content. You may have seen a couple of videos or reels where I've taken like live streams I've done in there and spliced them up into some reels or a 60 second video on Instagram because it's putting my best stuff out there. Like why recreate the wheel? I'm already creating my best stuff. Why not just pull some of it out there and show it to you guys? Like it really is that simple. So really with this strategy, I can just kill two birds with one stone. Okay, here's a 10-minute video for my email list. Here's a one-minute video for Instagram. Pretty convenient as far as I'm concerned. Like I said as well, it's showing in a real and kind of tangible way the value of what I'm doing and I'm because I'm sharing stuff from my paid content. So it's live content. People are like, oh, yeah, this is actually what she does. This isn't just her talking about what she does. It's her showing what she does, right? It also means that I'm going to stand out as a value adder, not just someone who does a sales pitch, even though I'm definitely going to have CTAs in there. I'm not going to lie. And I also, it also means that I can email less. I can email once a week. I can email once a fortnight if I want to do because it's going to be that jam-packed. I may even drop down to once a fortnight. I just have to see how it goes. This is a totally new strategy. But I'm going to feel like just so much more connected to what I'm doing in my emails as well. And to me, that's a huge thing for me. Like I need to feel connected to how I'm doing things. If I'm disconnected from my strategy, then I can't show up for it. And it just becomes like just white noise to me. And I would believe to everyone else as well. The last thing is, is that in terms of my marketing message, it makes it super simple. So for my audience, rather than selling so many things and making it confusing, it's like, here's the thing she talks about all the time. Of course, I've got other stuff. If this isn't for me, I'll just contact her and maybe there might be something else for me. So it's really simple for my audience. It's really simple for me too. Um, I am such an advocate for less is more, not more is more. And this whole kind of hustle culture that's making people feel that doing more is going to actually equate to more clients is really damaging. I feel that it's really dangerous and I don't want to contribute to that. And I don't want to teach people to do that either because it just leads, and I'm talking specifically for people in my audience and my clients, so it's mostly women and a lot of mums, it leads to a shitload of mum guilt. I know that I have felt it. I know a lot of other mums have felt it. And it leads to stress, anxiety, and burnout. We need to start doing things better and being a shining light in our industry and a shining light on people's social media feeds and a shining light in their email inboxes and be doing things better, be doing things differently, be doing things authentically and doing it our way, not just rolling out the same cookie cutter strategy that every other freaking person on the internet is doing. I think that 2021 and beyond, if you are doing things the same way that you always have or the same sea of sameness as everybody else, that is just a fast track to internet suicide because people are just going to scroll past. They're going to delete your email. They are not going to listen to your message because it's not going to stand out. It's just going to be part of digital noise. So there you have it. That is my complete 
rundown of how I'm going rogue with my own email marketing. This is not a suggestion that you should go and do the same. This is really just a conversation about unpacking strategy. You know, there's a lot, I, I gave you a lot of foundational reasons. I, I did the work. I, I asked people, I studied, I sat back and looked at trends. I tried and tested different things with my own audience and then used all that to create a strategy that I love. I didn't get this strategy from someone else. I didn't pay $2,000 for a business coach to give me this strategy. I came up with it myself just from being smart, really digging into the way I want to do things, and then also looking at what's actually worked for me previously. If you've got any questions about this, please hit me up with a DM at Instagram. It's at Marie underscore. Um, And if you love this episode and you love what I'm sharing, share it over on the post for this episode, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me, tell me how much you've loved it. um, And I will 100% give you guys a shout out on a future episode. Also remember to, you can go and leave me a review. Now, if you can hear that banging ball, that is my cat. You cannot write this shit. This is real life. Um, So go and leave me a review. Um, And if you do leave a review for the podcast, please leave your Instagram handle because I do give shout outs on my episodes as well. Until then, guys, have an amazing week. I'm going to go and deal with my noisy cat now. I will see you later. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.